The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about transformation. In fact, that's the name of this wonderful book I just finished reading called Spontaneous Transformation, Seven Steps to Coping and Thriving in Extreme Times. And this is by Jennifer McLean. Let me tell you a little bit about this great guest of ours who happens to be a neighbor down in Dana Point, right the next town next to us in Laguna Niguel. Jennifer is a multimillionaire entrepreneur and success signature coach from beautiful Dana Point, California. And she went from working the corporate world to working her own successful business by rethinking how to make money after her own spontaneous transformation. She's the author of this book that I told you I'm reading, that I just finished reading. Spontaneous Transformation, Seven Steps to Coping and Thriving in Extreme Times. And we're just very excited to have you join us. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Oh, it's delightful to be here. Um, I'm really excited to play with you today and your audience. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Why don't we explain to our audience what is Spontaneous Transformation? Well, you know, spontaneous transformation is uh, really what happens when we have access to parts of ourselves that may have gotten held um, at different times in our life through moments of trauma. So it's what occurs when, when one takes the time to now move within the body. That's where I go with it. And let the body guide you to a deeper understanding of the why behind physical and emotional upset. So um, I believe that when we acknowledge the unconscious beliefs that often happen in a moment of upset and trauma that may have happened in the past, um, when we acknowledge them and honor them and love them, um, there's an opportunity to unravel the uh, beliefs that happen. So, Mari, in a moment of upset, in a moment of trauma, whether it's a second grade teacher saying that the work you did, it wasn't up to par in front of your class 
classmates, all the way to um, something like abuse in childhood, which is what I experienced. Those are moments of trauma that creates a, a hesitation in the field, if you will, a hesitation in the moment in your being, in your personality, in your life, that makes you start to question what life is. And oftentimes in those moments, we have this, this singular moment of a warped conclusion that falls out of that. The school teacher says that to you, you immediately say, wow, I'm not smart. That's the conclusion. The conclusion then sets up a set of beliefs that create a set of patterns that allow that then moves into our life as our life patterns. And these things, you ever have that sensation that something's happening over and over again? It's like, gee whiz, I thought I played with that one already. <laughs> that is falling out of something that happened. And the opportunity is to um, really start acknowledging it, noticing these moments and using them. The spontaneous transformation technique, which is the system that the book talks about, allows you to use life circumstances and especially the upsets in those moments of trigger, the the emotions of emotional challenge, to stop and pause and go within and honor and allow those parts of us to now have a voice. And that just simply unravels, and it creates this spontaneous transformation. Just beautiful. Yeah, I've been reading. You have so many wonderful examples in the book of people that you've worked with that have had that spontaneous change and transformation. And I know I've been doing all this research on the brain and listening to these great courses on the brain because I've been teaching emotional intelligence. So, of course, I have to study more and more about it. And You know, I have a master's in psychology, but that, that was from years ago, and now they've learned so much more. But, you know, the body, mind, spirit, everything is so intertwined, and, it you know, we store things in our body and all these crazy places in our brain. The memories come up, and then we go back into those stupid patterns that we, that we, wanted, yeah. that we want to change. But I thought the greatest way we could explain what it is before we get into more about, you know, the uh, what happened to you and all these things is to maybe I'll be your guinea pig if you're okay with that. Absolutely. Let's dive straight into a session. <laughs> I love it. And what I recommend is anyone who's listening, I do a lot of group work, a lot of group work using spontaneous transformation. It's extremely powerful in a group environment. So all of you who are listening are the group. And so what I recommend is whatever questions I ask Mari today, you guys follow along with your questions. Right. If we're dealing with something very specific with her, you ask your questions about your situation. And the same seven steps apply to anything. So you guys play along, and you'll you'll experience a spontaneous transformation. So let's dive in. Okay, I lately uh, I have had probably for the last month this this ache in my uh, under my wing, you know, in the back, in mm-hmm. my shoulder, on my mm-hmm. left shoulder, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just from sleeping, but I have a feeling it's trying to tell me something. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, let's dive in then. Um, so it could be, it could be that, or it could be an emotion that's that's triggered. So for anyone who's listening, if there's a physical upset, you can use that. If not, if there's some kind of emotional upset that's present, you can use that. So wherever it is. So um, I'm going to ask you a weird question, Mari. I'm going to ask you to go into your body, okay, and access the place in your body that represents this pain that's in your shoulder. Now. The reason why it's a stra- I ask that strangely because it might be your shoulder and it might not. So I want you to just kind of pay attention to the body right now, and it's calling out to you to say that pain behind your wing, if you will, the left 
yeah. uh, on the left side there. Where is that in your body? And the rest of you um, follow along. Where identify where that emotion or that physical pain is, and it might not be where you think it is. Like for example, I recently did this on my knee, and where the it brought to me in my body was my liver. So where is that mm-hmm. in your body, Mari? It feels kind of deep in there. So I don't in that wing. Yeah. Okay. So let's I go mean, there, I know then. my heart is on that side, but yeah. I don't yeah. know. But it's deep in there. Very okay. Deep. Good. So bring your attention into that area, and I'm going to describe the kind of attention you're going to bring. Okay. You're going to take on the role of the observer, okay. of very neutral yet extremely nourishing and supportive observer. That's the energy that you're going to take on. So you are going to bring this observer part of you to this part of that area of your shoulder and for the rest of you wherever it is in your body, and you're going to bring this nurturing, obser- observant, a somewhat detached but present, somewhat neutral but loving observer to this aspect of you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, almost as if you're inside your body with this part of you, and you're going to say to this part, I'm here, I'm present, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm here, I'm present, and I'm not going anywhere. And I'm not leaving, and I'm here to be an absolute support of you. I'm not leaving, and I'm here to be an absolute support of you. And you might have noticed just a little shift from being present. Did that feel true? Yes. Perfect. Mm. So now that we're present, and, and again, we're just continuing reminding ourselves that we are the observer, and there's this aspect of us. And so we're going to just um, be present with this aspect and just start honoring it and saying, I see you. I see you. And I'm present. I'm present. And I'm, I want to give you permission, even though you don't need permission, to feel whatever feelings are associated with this pain. I want you to feel whatever feelings are associated with this pain. Yeah, so any emotions that are present, and you're just going to let them feel any mm-hmm. feelings that are here. And you might notice that there's a, a, a person, kind of a little being, and uh, do you know what age they are? see what age and don't use your mind stay with that part of you okay okay that's it you you kind of travel with your mind for a moment (laughs) so this is not a thinking game this is a heart game so bring your attention fully back there as maybe 12 yeah there it is so there's the 12 year old and you are the observer present for this 12 year old and for the rest of you there might be an age there might not um but there usually is a little one (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. it's an ancestor um, so it can be several things. Sometimes it shows up as an animal spirit, whatever it is. It's all good. So bring your attention to that part. There's the 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to say, I-, I see you, and I-, I encourage you to feel the feelings that are associated with this pain in my, in my shoulder. Any emotions you have, it's a sacred, really safe place here, and I'm here to just love you and honor you, and love and honor whatever you feel. There it is. So whatever feelings are showing up now, allow the little one to have the feelings. Um, I, I'm feeling, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe sad or... Yeah, that feels right. So again, you are the observer of allowing this part of you to feel sad. And so just allow them to feel sad. And you can Mm -hmm. witness them feeling sad and whatever actions they need to take to express this sadness, you're there as a witness to witness, there it is, witness them feeling sad. That's it. That's it. Good. And you just witness their sadness 
and just mm-hmm. allow it and, and say things to them like, I, I genuinely care about how you feel. I generally, genuinely care about how you feel. I see you. I see you. I'm so sorry for what happened. I'm so sorry for whatever happened. Well, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, honey. And we're just, whatever words now, Mari, would make that part of you, um, you know, be heard. Go ahead and share that, and for the rest of you, you can do the same. Is it what I'm saying to mm-hmm. that that person? That's right. That's okay, right. Okay. You as the observer. So yep. you're okay. Things are going to be fine. You're you're going to make it through whatever difficult times there are. That's right. And she can look at you. That's really nice, Marius. She can look at you and say, "Right, you're right. We made it." Yeah. And I'm so sorry for what happened. I'm so sorry for whatever happened. There is so much love here for you. There's so much love here for you. And we're not asking you to change. We're not asking you to change. You don't need to change. You, we're not, you're not required to change. You are simply loved in this moment. You are simply loved in this moment. We see you. We honor your feelings. We see you. We honor your feelings. They are legitimate. Legitimate. And they were for a reason. They're there for a reason. And on top of it, we thank you for holding on to this. We thank you for holding on to Because this. there was some kind of protection here, wasn't there, so that you could survive. Is that true? There's some kind of protection here so you could survive. I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, is, I but just you know get 12 is a difficult age, and I yeah. think I see myself there. That's right. That's right. And you get the inkling that there's something that happened here that... that allowed this sadness to be present. And this sadness was held by this 12-year-old because it wasn't safe to express that sadness at mm. that time. Right. And so she held on it onto it for you so you could survive. Right. And here we are now honoring her amazing courage mm. and just thanking her so much for holding it Thank so that you. we could continue to live. Thank you for holding it so we could grow That's up. And right. That's right. Yeah. Ah, there we go. There's a beautiful shift there. Now we're just going to, we're in the healing singularity now, what I call the healing singularity, the, hill, the still point. This is where the transformation takes place, and she doesn't have to do anything, but just feel her feelings around the sadness. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. That's it. And it's happening for anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to honor her feelings. And I want you to notice that the love is just quite amazing right now, and that it's growing bigger than the sadness. So the sadness does not diminish, but the love is so much greater that it makes the sadness less significant. Mm -hmm. Does that feel true? Yeah, I'm putting a pink light around it. There we go. There we go. And just, and you know, it feels like she's actually putting the pink light around it because you don't have to send. She knows what to do. Does that feel true? I don't know. So she is in charge. This is her moment. And we are here as observers just loving and honoring whatever she wants to do. Mm. So she's got, there it is. There's the empowerment. Mm. She's got this. And we just honor and love her. That's it. That's all our only job. Mm. Just to love and honor her as she feels, as she expresses. There it is. There it is. Mm. That's it. Lovely. That's it. There we go. And that's it. Right in that breath was the moment of transformation. And now we go back and ask a final question of her. And we say, we've kind of turbocharged this a little bit. (laughs) But now we go back and ask her a final question around the pain in your shoulder, around the sadness that happened when you were 12, around all that was just transformed. Is it, what is it that you need now? What do you need now? And it's likely a quality of some kind. What is it that you need now? 
Am I talking to her? Or yes, myself? you are okay. talking to okay. her. So what do you need now? Um, I think a hug. Good. So let, let her uh, show you what a hug looks and feels like. Okay. So whatever that, that looks and feels like, allow her to show you the sensations of what it feels like to be hugged. All right. I can feel That's that. It. And so now describe to me, what does it feel like to be hugged? It feels like a uh, vibration, yes. a heart-to-heart. Yes. Oh, there's a nice expansion. There we go. Yeah. And allow yourself to feel that hug energy move through you as if it's coursing through you. And describe what that feels like to have that mm. hug energy course through you. It's like a um, vibration. Yeah, there we go. That's it. That's it. Now just take a nice deep breath. Yeah. As you did. And now kind of feel that wing. How does that feel? Feels better. Yeah. Still there, but it's a lot less intense. That's right. And I suspect that um, the intensity will decrease in the next 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. So that's the spontaneous transformation technique. Beautiful. Beautiful. So why don't you tell us about what happened with you and, and how this even came about? Um, you know, I, I had a very difficult childhood, um, sexual abuse, um, alcoholism, and um, I went on my own personal journey of what I call recovery now. <laughs> yeah. It took me a long time to recover from that, let, let, alone, um, let alone thrive. And so I, um, as part of my journey, I, I believe that life shows up for us nudging us into an expansion through every moment, every circumstances, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it's a ch- especially if it's a challenge. It's here for us. So I believe my life circumstances, especially the challenging parts, kept nudging me and nudging me to wake up. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that, that one of the nudges was pain in my jaw. I had very severe TMJ dis- uh, disorder that came, I think, from a forceps birth. Mm-hmm. And um, I met this uh, man who is an orthodontist who did applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing, and his wife did cranial sacral therapy. And in one session, I had immediately cessation of pain after wow. three year, a three-year headache and migraines three times a week. Wow. So I checked it out, <laughs> and I became a cranial sacral therapist shortly after. Mm. And then I trained for five years as a healer, and um, I got to see that this system worked for me. Um, I eventually started taking the cranial rhythm and the capacity to tap in. And you notice I, might, I was tapping in. I could tell when things were happening. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I got to exp- appreciate the system as it expresses itself. That's the foundation of my healing system. And as I did so, I started to tap in, and I started to go inside, and I started to ask questions, and I started to have conversations with these aspects of me and notice the still point in the cranial rhythm and notice the transformation that happens. Then when I started doing it with others, I started started to see that the the spontaneous transformation sticks and I think because it's based on self-love I think it's based on self-care so that when we do this for ourselves it has a much broader implication of change because it isn't someone outside of us changing us it's us changing us from within and uh, so I've been using it on myself ever since so I designed it for me and it works on everyone (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know, when you were talking, everything is for us. It gets back to everything in life happens for a reason. And you know, the older that I get, the more I can look back and say, oh, that was really horrible what I yeah. went through. Mm. But, but for that, I wouldn't be where I am now. That's you right. know, and, and so I think that's an important thing because I know, you know, we get into negative patterns and, and um, you know, people start to think of themselves as victims. And I know from your book, you, you know, that isn't the way that you want people to, you know, heal. You, they have to well, heal from really, being victims. It's really hard to heal when you're a victim. It's yes. really hard. And I've changed my whole look on life uh, to one of... Um, I am certainly not a victim. I am definitely, I am definitely um, here being supported. You know, yes. you know, Mari, when you and all of us are. <laughs> yeah, when you when you drive your car on a road yeah. at night, um, you get to you you could you can actually change the angle of perception and the energy in your body by doing this simple exercise. Mm-hmm. Look at the road. Right. Look at the car. Look at the lights. All of those are support. All of them. Right. We are so unbelievably supported. We have houses with air conditioning and toilets. Mm-hmm. Listen, I spent some time last summer in the Ecuadorian Amazon rainforest. Uh-oh. <laughs> and um, I got to hang out with the indigenous people there. I spent six days with the Pachamama, Lynn Twist and the Pachamama Association. Mm. And I, had, I got to, exp- they, these people, ha- the majority of them have never, ever left and seen civilization. There isn't a can or a bag. They live off the earth, on the earth, with the earth. Mm. And, um, and they are supported in that way. And when I came to civilization, I, back to civilization, I really had a level of gratitude for the toilet. And for, <laughs> <laughs> right? For the, the, things sure. of the, the things of this life that support us. We are so supported. And if we can start looking at everything around us as here for us, like even when my... You know, my sister passed away three years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, my best friend, my only sibling, um, you know, she was it for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, it was the worst thing I could have ever imagined in my whole entire life. Right. It was devastating. And yet, um, that was there for me. There's no question of it. Um, I wish it had never happened. And yet, it was horrible and wonderful because it cracked me open in ways that nothing else in my life could have ever done. I have way more compassion, way more kindness um, than I ever had before. And I, I, everything, without exception, is here for us. Right. And it's not even that things happen for a reason anymore because that, to me, is almost a mind-oriented concept mm-hmm. that I can't even grok. Yeah. But when I go into my heart and I realize that whatever is occurring is actually for me, and not just for me, but it's here because I'm ready. Yeah, for that it's growth, it's I'm your ready. growth opportunity. Well, yeah, and it's, it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's so interesting because I am no longer interested in growth. You know, mm. um, you know hashtag F growth is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> growth, you know, evolution, I and getting just, to this. I am just interested in being happy and right. what I do know, being happy and at peace yeah. and finding calm. And what yeah. I do know is the evolution of my soul to peace and calm is usually through a bit of a needle, the eye of the needle. Right. And, 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 you know, I, I just want to have a, a great life. I don't want to go to school. I don't want freaking lessons. 
I just want to have a good life. And I know that the pathway to a good life is to start honoring these inner parts of us right. that got stuck, that got, seem, it's not actually stuck, but it seems that way, that got seemingly held and blocked in these moments of trauma. And we have the opportunity now to unlock that and give them a voice and honor them. And in that, there's a beautiful unraveling that happens that allows us to now have a different life because our space and our field of being is so different. Right, right. It's part of our evolution. Yeah. You know, you were talking about losing your sister, and, and several years ago I lost my only sister. Oh, and, honey, I'm so and, sorry. Yeah, and I know what that feels like. And we really were best tough. friends, and I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. You talk about um, compression theory and how that helps with grief. You want to give a little uh, yeah. bit about that? Yeah, well, you know, one of the examples that I use a lot is let's just do a little uh, kinesthetic exercise. Everyone just open, if you can, don't take your hands off the wheel if you're listening in a car, but open your hands really, really wide or imagine that you are, and you're okay. looking up at the sun and almost holding the sun. It's kind of your, your, your um, shoulder blades are rolling down your back and you're extending. It feels kind of good, doesn't it, Mari? Yeah, it does. Oh, so that's expansion. Now just imagine holding that for three straight days. Yeah. It, would it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun. <laughs> so now let's roll back in and go into a bit of a fetal position okay. and kind of hug your body. Okay. Oh, and feel the stretch on the other way because it stretches your spine as you roll down and around. There it is. Right. And that feels good, doesn't it? Yes. Ah, that's nice and safe. This is called compression. I got gotcha. And in this state of compression, it's actually kind of safe. But if you held this for three straight days... Wouldn't be fun, would it? You'd get stiff. <laughs> You'd get stiff. So then if you roll back out again and open your arms, mm -hmm. and then roll back in again and go into compression, right? and then roll back out again and open your arms, right? this is life. Yeah. Life is expansion and compression. Right. All of it's here for us. Now, um, no, you don't hear many people going down and protesting about winter and how evil winter is, right? <laughs> Right? Evil. Wi winter is evil. Winter is evil. No. Unless you live in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> like true. I did many years ago. <laughs> That's true. But, but nonetheless, right? Winter is not evil. It's just a season. Right. Right? It, it leads into spring. It leads into the full, full, beautiful opening and expansion of summer. And then fall starts the compression again and compression back into winter. And these seasons support each other. They're here for a reason. The same is true for our life. We require compression in order to expand. Um, anyone who's had any health issue, you now appreciate what health is when right. you find it again. Anyone who's had a terrible heartache, you now have a, a sense of compassion. If you've had any loss at all, compassion breaks, cracks us open. Uh, Rumi used to say that the wound is where the light comes in. Right. So the compression theory is that compression is here for us. And it is here... Um, Look at a rosebud that is just before it unfurls. It is compressed. It is just tight. And that unfurling is the expansion. And all of it is here for us. Nature is a beautiful example uh, for what compression uh, and expansion, all of it is here for us. The compression it nurtures us to make new decisions, to go in new directions, to expand us. Perfect, perfect. So we only have, I want to just have you answer a little bit about this, and then I want to mention also that we are talking with Jennifer McLean, 
who is the author of Spontaneous Transformation, Seven Steps to Coping and Thriving in Extreme Times. And she did a little sample with me. So we only have just like a minute and a half. I just want to ask you this. Um, You say in your book that the journey to your truth begins when you ask for it. So how does my audience know if they're ready? (laughs) <laughs> to ask for uh, how you how you know you're ready is when the when the two by four is hitting the, <laughs> hitting the fan uh, to double entendre that uh, to use a double metaphor right. <laughs> inaccurately but that's how you know you're ready and and another thing is um, uh, if it's okay uh, if you're listening to this you're ready yeah. and if you want to experience more tr- spontaneous transformation you can go to spontaneoustransformation.com we have a whole week of gifts for you there um, and you can explore more what this this uh, healing modality is. I go through lots of examples of it. Well, that is perfect. So we thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on the show and doing all this great work for Spontaneous Transformation. I hope people will take a look at this and go to your website. Just give your website once more, and then we're going to go. SpontaneousTransformation.com. Thank you, Jennifer, and we'll have to get together since we're neighbors. I'd love that. Thank you so much, Mari, for all you do for okay. everyone. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye now. Some people die for love, I believe it's true, because I do the same for you. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.